Welcome to Signs of Life, Exploring Survival of Consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, an echo So I call your name Your name Hey, good evening everybody. Welcome to Medium Insights Hour brought to you by Triple F and Signs of Life Radio. We gather here every month to explore the mindsets of many accomplished mediums on many different topics. I'm Roman Karpishka. I'm your host. I'm very excited to welcome back Angelina Diana to the show. Angelina is she's motivated to work towards the greater good of the world and is dedicated uh, to the work of healing through mediumship. Her grandmother was not secretive about her intuitiveness and regularly engaged open the open use of tarot cards but angelina didn't pay any attention to her uh, to those practices but while working as a radio newscaster on assignment and exploring the legitimacy of psychic mediums she discovered her own heritage fight as fight it as she did she uh she was being brought brought down a pathway that would force her to leave her journalistic career behind and replace it with something that she had a very hard time explaining at first and ever since, she's enjoyed a successful career in mediumship work. She was one of the original mediums certified by uh, the Triple F Forever Family Foundation, sits on its medium advisory board, and was instrumental in helping create and host this radio show. She's participated in scientific medium research and remains very interested in the mechanisms that make mediumship possible. She also does work for Triple F and for many other worthy causes. She's based in Connecticut and does private and group readings. She can be heard on the uh, Canadian, uh, Connecticut's KISS 95.7 with Courtney and KISS in the Morning Show. And her website is www.angelinadiana.com. Ladies and gentlemen, our show continues to be commercial-free, so uh, sit up, curl up with a nice blanket, nice drink, loved one. And sit back and let us um, stimulate your imagination for the next hour or so. Okay. And uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're bringing questions in from our listeners that have, um, that have emailed questions in as well as we are taking questions over the phone. But just know that Angeline is not doing any readings today. It's only for informational purposes, uh, the questions. So your questions are more than welcome. And uh, please feel free to call one 627 6008 So with all of that said, Angelina, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. How's, how's it going in Connecticut? It's going pretty good. You know, we had a cold snap about a week ago where it was like right below zero. <laughs> it was like crazy. So yeah. I feel really lucky to be, well, I think we were 44 <laughs> today. So it was a balmy 44. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not too far snow. away in Albany. We have, snow, we have no snow. It's so, so strange. It's in awful for skiing. It's just been awful. Yeah, yeah it's a tough yeah. one. I take my kids all the time, but I've only gone like maybe twice this year by this time last year i was like on my 10th time already but that's tough it is what it is it is what it is so welcome to the show 
And uh, what we're going to do is, you know, I'll, I'll throw you some questions that, you know, that I came up with, that some of the readers came up with, and, you know, it'll get us talking, and we'll probably get some calls. We Actually, we, we got a call already. We got a Gail from New York on line one. Nice. So let's, let's take Gail onto the show. Gail, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Hello. Gail. You got a question Thank for Angela? Thank you. I can't believe I'm doing this. Believe Hi. Hi. Um, all right. So, I mean, I have a million questions, but I'm going to ask one question and hopefully you can give me some type of insight. Um, it's in regards to my mother. Uh, she passed away February 4th, 2022, just last year. It was just the one year anniversary of her passing. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, COVID is what got her. She was 84 and she also had dementia. Make mm. a long story short, um, we have we had we got her ashes, um, and we, her body was donated for medical research. And then once they're done with the teaching and everything, then they cremate her, and we sprinkled some of her ashes in New Orleans where she wanted us to do that, but we kept some. So make another long story short, I had ordered my son a um, black arrowhead for him to wear around with a chain to wear around his neck with some of my mom's ashes in it. And I had order, uh, I had gotten a chain with a mother and baby elephant because my mom loves elephants and had some of her asses in it. So I never took my necklace off ever, and my son had his on. And about two weeks ago, he told me that the um, arrowhead had fallen off of the chain, but he still had the chain, and he couldn't find it anywhere. Then on oh. Saturday, when it was the one-year anniversary of her passing, um, I didn't realize it, but then Sunday morning when I went to take a shower... I take it off just to take a shower, but then I never, ever take it off. And the clasp is very strong. My necklace was gone, basically disappeared, cannot oh. find it anywhere. Oh. I've heard different things. I've heard some people say it's your mother telling you to let go. It's another another person said to me, um, your mom is just playing the trick, tricks on you. I mean, heard all different types of things. So I haven't gotten any signs from her. I've been asking her to to make you know to come to me i've been doing everything you're supposed to do to try to get some type of a sign and i haven't seen i've gotten really nothing so i don't know if that means anything that the necklace is just gone how would she get it off my neck yeah i'm a firm believer that sometimes in life necklaces can break um that's you know i i know that sounds like a simple answer but i i don't I guess really yeah um I feel there's two two layers to this question one is you know I'm sorry for your loss losing a mom is very difficult I I don't care at what age it's very hard um so you've got the grief factor sitting in right now and with grief because we're still physical we tend to want them to show up physical because it gives us that moment of, oh my gosh, you're back again, or you're physical again. And that's how the brain works. The grieving mind is always uh-huh. going through our physical lives, trying to see a physical representation again. And that's normal. And guess what? You can't fix normal. Uh-huh. That's part of your grieving process. Uh-huh. So the next place we go is why haven't you told me why this necklace broke? Are you doing it? Right? So we automatically Mm -hmm. are victimized by grief. 
we go back and for normal reasons, we play the victim and we wait for spirit to give us the answer. Okay. So in my humble opinion, in my humble opinion, and this is mine, other Um, mediums will have a different viewpoint. I feel that your mother can communicate with you in a stronger way besides using physical things that mean a lot to you. Okay. Because I remember when my mom passed, I received a beautiful set of, um, of rosary beads from Mexico city. There was a knock at my door uh-huh. the day I buried her and by courier through an acquaintance on long Island sent me this. Now, an hour before we buried my mom, someone stole my mother's rosary beads. So I get these rosaries going, mom, this is you, this is you, right? Okay, so she says a quick hello, long story short with that. I have a dream for two nights. My mother says, give the rosary beads away to Sue. So I was just at a retreat and Sue's Mm -hmm. mom died a day after the retreat. And we became unusually close. Oh, wow. I canceled my clients Monday, drive out to Long Island City, not even knowing that she's Catholic. She could be Jewish. Who knows? Right. And, and I didn't want to give these right. up. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not giving these up. But I did it anyway, because I had a dream. My mother said I had to. I walk up. Right. Sue, Sue says to me, I can't believe you're here. You sent flowers. I go, I can't believe I'm here either. My mother wanted me to give these to you. And she gasps and she says, oh, we forgot oh, my mother rosary beads today. And she was a rosarian. You don't know what this means to me. Right. So wow. I, wow. I attached myself to those, but spirit has a different intention. So instead of wow. saying mom took away my necklace, say mom's got a different intention. Mom knows that I'm relying on the physical signs a bit too much, which is normal. Don't ever stop looking for the signs. But I'm submitting to you that your mother's trying to go deeper deeper beyond the physical, where if I said to you, if you take a few moments to meditate, pray, daydream, all the above, a conversation with your mom, and then sit quietly. I do that. Good. Okay. Then sit quietly like a medium does. See what you feel, hear, or see. Taste or smell at that moment. Okay. Write it down. Or as I always say, your head keep it in your heart and then say okay mom thank you for that now show that to me today you're you're starting how to long t- after someone passes how long after somebody passes before they would even be able to give you in my, own, in my opinion, right away it's us the griever that has a hard time seeing those signs that's my opinion and if, if my mother she didn't really believe like she didn't have a religion she didn't believe in anything she just figured you die and that's it Mm -hmm. would that affect her ability to communicate or give us any kind of signs like i'm afraid she's floating around out there because she wasn't religious at all Uh, again that that falls along a belief system and in my personal belief system is that we are spiritual we have a true essential self part of us that nobody ever sees like you would know what's essential about me unless I told you that's my spirit. Then we have this physical mm-hmm. body. So I believe when the physical body dies, our consciousness 
moves to nirvana, heaven, the other side. I believe we're met up with our belief system. And if you don't have one, scientifically, she is still a spiritual person now. Now, not religious. There's a difference between being spiritual and religious. Um, I won't get into like a religious uh, content. What if she didn't believe in what if, what if she didn't believe in God? I still believe that she yeah. is in, on the other side. And, okay. and you know, right. I'm, I'm still physical, but I, I would say that she's probably up there meeting God now or, or Buddha or angels or spirit guides. Um, you know, I believe the other side is also very exploratory. So I hope I, I hope I answered some of your questions and I hope it helps you to look at when our loved ones send us a sign. It's they being non-physical, making themselves physical in our world. When we meditate, we're going into their world. We're, we're okay. reaching them okay. where they are. So spend, try spending a little more time there. I know you do already, but try to spend a little more time okay. there and say, mom, what's with, what's with the necklace thing? I know I, I was okay. attaching my grief to it, which is normal, but send me a sign that I could start having more conversations with you so I can feel your presence even more. So I hope that helps you. Okay. It thank does. You. I have felt nothing. So thank you very much for that. All right. I hope you have a good evening. Thanks for the thank call. You, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've actually, uh, <clears throat> uh, you actually covered some some of the questions that were sub- submitted by uh, submitted by some of our readers. Uh, or you must be of- psychic. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one of them was, you know, uh, what was the optimal? What, what is the optimal time after transition to have, um, you know, to, to be able to communicate with the other side? Yeah. And you just answered. You said it could be right away. I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I believe it's our grieving mind that prevents us from receiving, you know, mm-hmm. we're still physical. So we're going to easily block that. It's a, a a normal and natural thing to block it because grief is so strong. Now, as a me, like, if, if, would that block your, your abilities to um to 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 tap into that as a medium if you're with a sitter that is grieving a lot um no it doesn't prevent me from tapping into their loved ones but it may make the session um more difficult in that the person grieving isn't purely listening to the whole message they're waiting to hear again for a normal reason for that one thing that they definitely know it's them. And again, you can't blame someone who's grieving for wanting that. Um, but I believe that the other side, our loved ones, they're, they're all together. You know, mm-hmm. so there's going to be different layers to the reading that will eventually lead to that person or validate them even more or, or give give the 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 griever of an evidence that they can actually really listen to and understand. Like I did a a reading recently where someone's mom was coming through and yeah, I understand that. And then, then their dog who just passed came through and there was this flood of emotion 
They're like, this is who I wanted to hear from, you know? And then, then it, it was like the mother explained this profound thing. She goes, well, if the dog had come through first, you would have been so emotionally connected to that. You might've not even realized I was here. So if you want to reach the dog, you might want to talk to me first so that your emotions aren't in the way. Mm-hmm. And then I'll right. help you lead to the dog. You know, so it's amazing what spirit teaches us and, right. and how functional I believe they really are and understanding and seeing the whole picture, the whole picture. You alluded to the being all together on the other side. Are you, are you referring to soul groups? Well, there are soul groups on the other side. I believe that there's a purposeful meaning to have certain groupings. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe they can also, you know, kind of bleed in, into one and the other. Um, but but I do believe that there are groups um, probably based on lessons, um, based on the life that they led here. Uh, I, tr- I truly believe in that. Very interesting. So... As a medium, Angelina, what is, I'm just going to go, this is one of my questions. Okay. What is one of the most mind-blowing things you've ever witnessed as a medium? Wow. Um, I know you've seen a lot, but let's. Yeah, let's... There's, there's quite a few. I've been blessed, mm-hmm. a blessed to um, experience. One was recently at the um, retreat that I did in mm-hmm. Connecticut where, um, you know, I've done quite a few for the foundation, and mm-hmm. this one was a particularly, you could feel the grief in the air. Uh, it was a per- particularly heavy experience, um, but this one person that I was drawn to, her husband came through, and he was validating a lot of things, and mm-hmm. she seemed relieved. There was a relief on her face, and then mm-hmm. he said, he showed me a goldfish in blue water in a bowl. And then he put, I think it was the number 70 or 17. I can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I said, I don't know what this means, but I'm seeing a goldfish, orange and blue in the water and a bowl and the number 70. I can't really remember the number, but I'll just say the number 70. Um, and she, and she goes, uh, wait, what, what color? I, I don't understand gold. He didn't like goldfish. What are the colors? And I said, orange, blue and a bowl. She went, oh, I go, watch, goes, he was a Miami Dolphin fan. The colors are orange and blue and they play in a bowl. And I brought 17 of his friends to go watch a game after he passed. <laughs> wow. And it That's... shows you, but it shows you the medium mm-hmm. kind of stuck sometimes because we're looking at it from our own, own viewpoint, you know? And then we have things like, I read this, I think it was during COVID, I read this couple that lost their daughter. And it was through Zoom, of course, because I still do Zoom readings now, but Zoom became very popular during COVID. And they were they were sitting in what appeared to be their dining room. And their daughter came through and said, look, look to the left. That's where my bedroom is. And she went, yeah, that's her bedroom. And she goes, and she's sitting like a queen. <laughs> and they both laugh. They go, she would call herself the queen of the house. Like, then there's things that are just so like, wow, you know? And it's like, I don't know why I'm doing it. 
And she goes, but you even like said it like her, you know, and it's not about me. This is all spirit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Their ability to come through, you know, and maybe it might say a little bit about myself because, you know, maybe I feel like I'm a queen in my house, but, you know, (laughs) she spirit, I, I swear woman that spirit sizes you up. I really feel spirit kind of going, okay, working with this medium, you know, let's kind of look at her catalog of what she knows. Like you kind of sometimes feel them going, what could we possibly show her so she could say this or, or what, what is it that I can make her feel? So she'll say it this way, you know? So I've had those kind of experiences, but to me, it's very humbling and a wonderment that these loved ones come through because their family is there. You know, it's only possible because of that, you know? Right. So it's very humbling. Do you feel that, have have you felt any change in like a spiritual shift or anything like that happening uh, because of like a, a, because of a huge event in the world? For example, you know, a couple of days ago, Turkey had a a horrible, horrible earthquake. (laughs) 21,000 confirmed dead already. I mean, it's one of the worst earthquakes or whatever. Do you feel that as a medium in in like some way that, you know, there's uh, or something? Well, I I think, well, shift. I I think there's something that happens to all of us as humans, not just mediums. There's a wonderful author, lawyer, um, named Peter Gable, uh, who recently passed, he wrote a book called The Desire for Mutual Recognition Through Social Movements and the Dissolution of the False Self. Uh, but he was qu- a, quite a remarkable man where he was a, a lawyer of many things, taught at the New College in California and um, went to Harvard, Yale School. Um, he created this organization called Pi Slap, which is like um, lawyers with spirituality, putting spirituality into law. And the reason why I say this is he speaks about social movements, but not politicizing it. He speaks about this ricochet effect that happens in the world when there are tragedies like that. So I believe it's not just a mediumistic viewpoint because we all have spirits. We all have spirit, right? So he believed, which I believe, which, but he was very brilliant at explaining it, where we walk around in this world in a false self thing. We, we navigate it through how the world is reified. For example, we were a certain way in a bank, we're a certain way in a library. You'll see a newscaster say, uh, seven, you know, the Red Sox win seven to four against the Yankees and seven people die in a fire in Dorchester. And he says it the same way, you know, there's roles we play. Whereas our spiritual self, if we look deeper inside, we all want the same thing. We all want love. We all want to feel social and connected, but we walk around with a fear of one another. And until we really expand our consciousness and we connect and we feel the presence of each other, that's when we're really showing our true selves. And he believes, like I believe, that when we have such events, tragic, sometimes they're tragic events. 9-11 did the same thing. Mm-hmm. All come together. And we feel this unification. You know, he, he spoke about the um, San Francisco 
earthquakes that happened. And he used this phrase that nobody had electricity, nobody had this, but neighborhoods came out and they were with each other. He said the system was off, but on came the human. So in my opinion, when events like this happen, it's not just mediums that feel that shift. Right. I believe we all have a, even at the grief retreats, it's remarkable to watch people walk in and leave. There's a transformation that happens because we have the same movement going on, which is we're grievers, but we all, mm-hmm. we all want the same thing. And Peter talks about this ricochet effect that happens, you know, so we could even, we could even look at this from the viewpoint of connecting with spirit. When you are a griever, you you want the same thing. You want to feel that loved one. You want to feel unified with them. You want to feel a sameness with them. So that ricochet effect can even happen with your spirit, with a full spirit or someone that's all spirit. And it's bonding with that same purposeful. So you can shift into being a personal medium and connecting on a very deep level and create this ricochet effect between you and your loved one, and then send that out into the world and say, there you are. You know, I'm walking with the same purpose. You loved me this way. I'm going to be loving in the world. Um, You know, so it's a very deep concept, but I truly believe the humanness of who we are, which is very physical, because we're still here, very physiological, we have to step back and go, how can we show our, our true selves and connect in a unified way so that we can be spiritual while we're walking in our bodies? I can't tell you how many times a loved one comes through that I'm working with someone and they talk about how they developed their spirit while they were in their body. And that validates them. Fantastic. You know? Or vice versa, the other way. I didn't develop my spirit here. That's why the session is going to become more like a psychology session of trying to fix the relationship through grief. Um, so there's different ways. But I, I truly believe in what Peter Gable spoke about and wrote. It's a fantastic book, very deep. But it, it truly, as a medium, it was the what, first writer. What's the name of the book again? It's called. It's a very long book, but it's called The Desire for Mutual Recognition through social movements and the dissolution of the false self. He's a very brilliant man. Um, but what he did for me, and I was honored to be able to tell him this before he passed, was that as a medium, and I'm sure other mediums feel this way. I've heard mediums say this, and I feel this way, that when we're having an experience with spirit, it's very hard to put it into physical words, you know, because it is such a, a an out of body experience to be communing with someone you don't know, but there's presence, right? And to be able to put words about two living people and feeling a presence of someone and having that ricochet effect non-physically be written on paper and going, yeah, that's what's happening. It's really a great study in understanding our true selves. And really, if we connected that way, and I think even Gary Schwartz spoke about this in one of his books, I think it was in the afterlife experiment. Mm -hmm. 
maybe the truth about medium, I, f- I forget which one. He said that if we could be more spiritual or more like mediums in a way that we understand there's another place that we go and that there's a non-physical love language going on, mm-hmm. but we can have that embodiment as we're walking in this world, it would be a better place. Of course. Of and course. it's the same thing too with this desire for mutual recognition, very similar to nice. Martin Buber's, I don't know if you ever heard of Martin Buber. He was a, a Jewish philosopher, the I and thou thing. Mm. Um, I, it, meaning I'm into myself or the thou spirit and walking spiritually. So we have another caller. Great. Yeah. Being too philosophical, I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. It's very fascinating stuff. Okay. We have Karen from Florida on hey, line two. Florida. Karen, welcome to the show. Hi. How you Hi, doing? Karen. I'm doing great. So um, I'm in Florida right now, but Angelina, I was in New Jersey when you did that reading for me, and I'm the queen's mother. Oh, God bless you. I hope it's okay that I shared that. Absolutely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I feel like it's a little bit of a divine intervention that I tuned in this evening. And when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, now I really have to call in. Um, Because before that, you were talking about the difficulty sometimes as a medium of putting things into words. And I remember when you told my husband and I that, you Mm -hmm. actually said, did your daughter do theater? And I was like, "Mm, once when she was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And then you said, well, she's sitting like, she looks like she's on a throne on a stage. And (laughs) it was, it was just one of those moments where we did completely crack up because it was like an inside family joke. Oh, so wow. I just, you know, after that reading, you um, you validated so much for us, and it was such a wonderful experience. So I wanted to thank you for that. Your daughter did. And, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and if I could, I could also share a little story about this past weekend. Oh, please um, It was my 60th birthday on Saturday, and when the first caller called in and referenced her mom passing, you know, on that day, and it's been a year and all of that, um, we had, uh, you know, my, my sisters came to visit. My daughter was there with her roommates, and we were driving, and my daughter who passed, we were driving around in her truck. And every time my younger daughter was in the truck, the radio started going crazy, and it was flipping all around. Um, and ultimately, it landed on 111. And the music that came up said, music to rest in peace by. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So and so. Making me cry. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I, I, they're just yeah. so amazing how they come through. But what what is remarkable is how you're noticing. And I think that that's the one thing that's hard to do when you're grieving. Because you're yeah. victims. It's so hard to notice. But the fact that you're noticing, that's beautiful. It's it's just a beautiful tribute to her, you know, and yeah. that you're, yeah. take, you're taking the time to put the messages, excuse me, together. You know, that's tiring mm-hmm. to a grieving person. So, you know, and, and I want to thank you for calling in because I've been doing this work for 22 years and that reading really stands out to me too and that's why when he asked it i had to share yeah um, mm-hmm. what made me ask that that was one of my questions what made me ask it i don't know it just came out 
Not Say even it. down. I just, you know, blurted out. What's one of the most mind blowing things you've ever seen? So Jared is giving you a whim, and they do that all the time. They really yeah. want us to be. Yeah. They want us to recognize that they're still an integral, integral part of our lives. Just like when they were here, there's still a spiritual change, mm-hmm. a presence happening when someone's physically here. Um, yeah, and when they pass, of course, the second best thing is to know because the first best thing would be that they're still here so the second best is that you recognize that presence and that exchange is still happening you know yeah and i voice of grief yeah yeah and i've really really you know would encourage you i think her name was gail the first caller you know you you gave my husband and i very very similar advice and We've really worked on that meditation and we really feel like we connect with her. On her birthday, we went to one of her favorite places and I could really feel her presence. And I said to my husband, it's like you can, it sounds weird, but somehow you are finding this very deep joy inside that grief. And it's a very unique experience. But um, I just wanted to thank you again for you know, not just for the reading and for helping us to connect with her, but also for the advice that you, you were offering earlier to Gail because you offered that same advice to us and it, it has been really helpful. So thank you. Thank you for that. But I have to credit Spirit because they teach mediums. I mean, unless yeah. you're blessed to go to the Author Finley School, um, which, you know, not everybody can, um, you know, you really learn by doing in a lot of ways or you trust Spirit um, to take mm-hmm. care of. And I have to credit Spirit with that one. But thank you for calling. <laughs> Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank Karen. You. That was an amazing. Thank you so much for for for. Just a, that's a plug in. Oh, you're you. welcome. You're welcome. I've been wanting to tune into this show for the longest time, and tonight I did. Look at that. <laughs> Fantastic. Have you have you been listening to any other show, uh, like this particular show with the uh, Medium Insights? Do you? Um, do you tune in regularly, like on a monthly basis, or was this the first time that you tuned into the show? No, this tonight was the first time. It's always I have it on my calendar as a little reminder. I'm a very organized person, but it always seems like, oh gosh, I missed that last night. And mm. tonight, I was like, I've got to tune in. I just have to tune in. <laughs> well, everything's archived too, so you can always listen to old uh, episodes. But you know, any any of the episodes with uh, the signs of life radio not only the medium insights but they have uh they have the gathering and they have uh the uh, where where the people call in to get readings there's there's all kinds of good shows every thursday terrific thank you so much for sharing that and thanks again for taking my call thank you for calling in wow that's amazing (laughs) thank you thanks again (laughs) okay bye-bye Feel free to call in any time uh, uh, you have some, you know, some insight or any questions. Your calls are always welcome. Absolutely. Will do. Okay. All right, Karen. Take care. All righty. Bye. Bye. Yep. You too. And now we got uh, another caller. Her name is Callie, and she's from my country, Canada. Ooh. Too. Yeah, I'm Canadian. Nice. Yeah. So, Callie, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you. Welcome to the show, eh? Welcome to the show, eh? Welcome to the show, eh? (laughs) Good old Canada, eh? That's right. You got your plaid jacket on, too? I'm sorry? Um, 
Do you have your plaid jacket on as well? Oh, my plaid jacket? No, no. <laughs> I have my Harley Davidson shirt on. I, I wasn't expecting to be on video today. Sorry, folks. Oops, there we go. Just doesn't have to shine through. You know it's there, right? I, I yeah. Um, anyways, I, I have a question. And um, I've noticed signs from Spirit prior to my son's death and have had other signs since his death as well, and some I know specifically from him. Is there any way to distinguish what's from him versus from somebody else when you get these little coincidences, whether it's, you know, numbers on a license plate or, um, you know, finding things along the way on your beach walks or whatever? Is there a way to distinguish how to read the signs so you know where they're coming from or how to fine-tune that the messages behind the signs? Right. Well, I, I really think I kind of alluded to that earlier that I, I think I know that when we're... Oh, my, apolo my apologies. I missed the first 10 minutes of the call. No, no, no. It's okay. No, I don't mean to say that. I, I can go in deeper. I just kind of mentioned it before. Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel we're all victimized by grief and it, it puts us in a position of asking spirit to kind of do the work, which... Again, I'll say it, it's normal and you can't fix normal to say, please send me a sign or that's a sign, but is that you or is that someone else? Because the brain is always going to be questioning. Um, that's its function right. to constantly ruminate and question and come up with scenarios. And especially when you're grieving, it's on double time. Um, so I often say that you can be more of a participant in the process by going into their world, whether you... When you dream at night, your brain is shut off. That's a form mm -hmm. of meditation. Mm -hmm. You can talk to them before you go to bed and see if you visit them. Um, you can take okay. notes, be more um, classically trained in meditation, prayer, and daydreaming and connecting with them first before you go out that day. See if they show you. See if you feel something or if you hear something. And then when you see that sign, you have a different perspective because they've already spoken to you. Okay. Yeah. I hear you. There, right. And I also mm -hmm. say folks, if you know, this is a busy world and sometimes we can't always be training ourselves and grief can take over. Um, Cause we, when we communicate with them, we want to go to that deep down place where we love them. And sometimes feeling that love again can bring on grief. You know, it's this big circular journey we right. go on. Um, but another way to do it is to actually have a signed book a book where you place your signs in. And I often say to people, you know, still try to be a participant in it, but write the signs out. And instead of looking at it as a singular sign, put the signs together. Because sometimes it forms a sign. I, I, I've, I've started putting on the calendar. So every night before bed, I'm, like I have this large calendar with like three inch squares for the day. And so I'm starting to jot signs that showed up during that course of the day Good. so it's wonderful. sort of all on the calendar well i would i would not think that those signs it would be an interesting experiment to meditate yeah. pray and say okay you see what i'm doing son i i've got this little list going i'm going to sit very quietly now and see if you make me feel here or see something or even smell or taste anything on some suggestions on 
what it might mean or what my next step should be, you know, so that you have a sense of control again. Because again, grieving, especially if you lost a child, it's the worst, in my humble opinion, experience that any human can yeah. go. Um, and my heart goes yeah. out to both of you, because I know both of you have lost children. Um, but to have some sense of control, something that you have control over and love to me is the one thing that lives in your spirit, even though it's bruised, but I believe you can give grief a big old black eye by saying, you know what? You were in my life. You're a creature that once walked this earth that I miss terribly, but you're still present with me. So I'm going to take a few moments and sit in that presence and come up with a purpose. There's no lesson in losing a child. Mm -hmm. No lesson in losing a child. I hate that word. Sorry, getting a little angry. Right. I like, it sounds too punishing, but there is a purpose yeah. that you can try to bring about into your life to honor that person, that, that child, mm -hmm. along with that journey, knowing that that love is stronger than anything. And of course, it causes the most pain too, because they're not physically here. Right. So it is a mind game. But if you go into your spirit, activate the love, talk to them, and then say, I got this whole thing. Make some sense of it to me, please. And then go out in the world again. Mm -hmm. Look at, and you know, it's very amazing that you, your spirit knew to gather those signs and keep them in a place. Now, See, like hieroglyphics or some kind of a message. See if they put them together with each other. Because um, they're trying to send it to you so that you see it. Sometimes it means mm -hmm. sign. I hope that makes sense. No, it, it does. I, I like the idea of having having a book. And I, I have a dream book when I, um, a little journal. And it's like four by five inch sheet. So one dream per page. And I, you know, but I, but what I'm noticing with the calendar, and it's, you know, it's just, I picked up the calendar kind of in mid-January. It's like, yeah, I, I start to, I like what you say, because I start to have this pattern, and I can go back over the last few weeks and start to notice, oh, what what's the pattern, right? So I'm not looking, because there's times where there's a, it's a pretty obvious sign in that day, but I like what you're saying to say, what are the little signs along the way, and, and to tune into that finer essence that's how you're picking up on things you know they've got a broader view of us you know mm -hmm. broader view they know they know their journey they know what they're working on they know what you're working on it's not invasive like they know your little thoughts like i'm hungry or i have to use the restroom but they understand mm -hmm. spiritual makeup and why yeah. they in this case why you were their mom and why they were your child. And, and now what, what is she going to do with this now? What's the purpose? You know, cause you cannot right. in the physical world come up with a reason. It's impossible. Yeah. It's the reason yeah. why. No, and, I'm sorry. Honey. And, and for, for me, I'm kind of joking, but now yeah, he's, he's still my kid. He's got chores now. I'm, you know, I'm going to give him different chores than, when I was raising him, but he's got some chores to take care of for me up there. So orchestrate with his buddies and stuff. That's a good way to look at it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I hope that helped. 
I hope. Yeah, it does. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. I know how hard it must be to share because that's a very personal open wound that you're sharing. And I don't take that lightly. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Thank you for having the space to, you know, you know, hold that space. Right. And for other people that are considering, should I, should I not call? It's a, you know, it's, it's good to just speak it and be out there. Kelly, stay warm. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, that was, that was quite interesting. And uh, I love your response. What, what, what you said to, uh, to Callie about, uh, you know, just the way that you approach it, because it's, it, it is, you know, you, you can either approach it as life is so freaking unfair because this happened to me, you know, or you can try to make something positive out of it and just, you know, and what you also said is, is very true that, you know, because you love them so much, you miss them so much. You know, the the more you love, the more you miss. Simple as that. It, it's a uh, those two those two things go hand in hand. But it's you know you can choose to react more positively. I mean, grief has to take its time. It, it has to take its course, and it's it's different for everybody. But once it has taken its course, the waves get smaller. Of of grief gets smaller in between, um, or or they they the waves occur less and they get smaller also a little bit. Uh, and that's your moment to, I think that's when you've got to seize the moment and uh, react more positively if you can. So listen, folks, uh, I want to thank Angelina so much for, for coming out on the show again. Uh, some of her insights were wonderful. Uh, and it's it was just really, really heartwarming to talk to her. Angelina, I know you can, you can hear me, but we can't hear you, unfortunately. And um, it, it sounds like you're struggling to get through, but maybe spirit is blocking you. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, we do really want to thank you for, for being part of this show and uh, highest respect to you, Angelina. So listen, everybody, I'm going to be back in a month from now. Uh, but, you know, every week there's a show with the Signs of Life Radio, uh, different types of shows. And, uh, you know, I find them fascinating. So, you know, please, uh, please keep listening. And... Uh, we love you all, and you know, one day we will all be together with our loved ones. And like uh, Brian Ginsburg used to say, science is going to prove that that our loved ones are just a heartbeat away. All right. So with that, good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.